Join me right now on Kumite TV is surging Bellator featherweight prospect Taiwan Claxton. What's going on, Taiwan? Hey, getting ready for the fight. We're, uh, what, eight days out? Eight days out, man. Uh, yeah. Final weight cut, you know, final couple days of training and, and getting ready to rock. Yeah, man, I appreciate the time. Uh, I know it's close to the fight. Oh, yeah, no worries. No worries. It's part of, part of the game. I've heard you say, you know, in the past that your hands are street certified. Could you give me a idea of what the record looks like? I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated. <laughs> I'm undefeated pretty much in any any fair one-on-one fight. I'm undefeated. I'm probably like, I don't know, 15 and no, you know. Got 15 about about 15 15 fights that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Now, you are the owner of one of the most memorable flying knee knockouts in Bellator history, in MMA history, and, it, and you did it in your pro debut. When you see that highlight playing somewhere, what are the emotions in your mind, you know, in your body when you see that? I'm like, I wish they stopped playing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you, know, uh, you know, it was dope. It was cool. And, and I think that the first, uh, you know, the first couple of months that it was out, uh, seeing it on ESPN, seeing it in different places, uh, you know, was pretty dope and uh, made all of, all of the beatings I took at the Black Zillions worth it. But, uh, you know, that's that's in the past for me. It's like everybody's like, you going to throw a flying knee? I'm like, hey, if, 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 it, if it arises, it, it arises. But, uh, you know, I want to be known as more than a, a, one, a one-trick pony. With a performance like that, in your debut, you know, it must build your confidence. I know you have a lot of confidence anyways, but it must build your confidence <laughs> to another level. Um, how, how much of an impact has that had on you, you know, moving forward after that? I think that, um, one, when I, when I threw that knee, it was, it was just me not caring, me going out there and just, you know, I got the second, for me, it's a, a touch thing. Uh, so I find my comfortability in the cage uh, once I physically touch the person, grab them, or when they hit me. So it's one or the other. I don't really get going until I get hit or until I hit you. Um, but I think that for confidence, as, as far as confidence is concerned, it just let me know that I can go out there and, and, and perform under the lights, which is something that I've always been able to do with wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. But um, my confidence came from from training as an amateur at, with the Black Zillions, you know, training with all those guys. That that confidence has been there, uh, you know, since day one, since my first couple of amateur fights. I think that I was foolishly confident in my amateur career. But uh, I think that as a martial artist, I've developed a lot. My stand up has developed a lot uh, since that pro debut, which is which is scary. People just haven't. Uh, been able to see it yet because uh, you know I'm a distance person and you know I take what's given. So if the if the distance comes into grappling distance, I'm not going to force striking. And if it doesn't, then uh, you know then I strike. So uh, I think as far as confidence is concerned, I've had confidence just from the guys that I've trained with um, and the level that the guys that I've the level that they're on that they've been on. And uh, I started out there, so it's. It's one of those things that, like, if you can survive that Black Zillions team and those those sparring days as an amateur with no stand-up, then, 
you know, you're, you're going to be pretty good uh, facing all these different guys in Bellator. With that said, are you more of a guy that goes into the cage and makes those in-fight adjustments rather than a guy that goes in there and just has this certain game plan? Well, you know, my I make adjustments, but uh, my game plan overall is, you know, to dominate. And so it doesn't matter where the fight goes. I train every aspect, every position, you know, from the ground to stand up to, you know, counter striking. You know, I, I train boxing, kickboxing, taekwondo, uh, Muay Thai. So I've got a lot of tricks, you know. Um, I've got a lot of tricks and I'm comfortable with a lot of different styles. And uh, for me, it's like, let's let's see what's working against this guy and then let's set traps and, and and execute, you know, off of those traps. It's never like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to throw uh, an overhand left. And, you know, I'm going to keep throwing an overhand left. Like, you, I'm a thinker, man, you know. So uh, once I get in there, it's all about thinking. It's all about tactics. And that's uh, something that I learned from uh, Neil Melanson. I was blessed to have him as a coach uh, from the very beginning. And he's always put it in my mind, tactics, tactics, tactics. And it's just like anything else. It's like, think of war. It's like war. You know, if, you, if this isn't working, then let's go to something else and see if this works. And then, all right, now I know that this works. All right, let's set this up eight different ways. You know, and, and that's how I, I approach it. So I guess I do make in-fight adjustments. Uh, but the game plan overall is to kind of fill it out, see what I got, and then uh, put him in an area in a, or a position that I feel that I'm, more, that I'm better than him at and uh, make him fight in that position. Yeah, I think that's what makes you so dangerous coming up, and it kind of separates you from the other prospects in Bellator, right? Absolutely. They're, they're all, you got good strikers, you got good grapplers, you got, you know, good jiu-jitsu practitioners, but I'm a good MMA fighter. You know, that's what I pride myself on, being well-rounded and being a good MMA fighter. I have a, I have a wrestling background. You know, I know that's my bread and butter. But I've managed to use my wrestling to make everything else about me better. You seem to be into branding yourself and understanding that this is also entertainment as well as a sport. How important is that in this day and age? You know, I think that... If you look at the organizations, they're all going towards gimmicks. You know, they're going to the WWE fighters crossing over. Uh, they're going into, uh, you know, different people have different things. The grapplers crossing over, uh, you know, the loud mouths, the football players crossing over. And so they're all trying to uh, basically broaden the, the, uh, the niche market for MMA fighters. And... Um, so I, I know how important branding is. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of crazy because <laughs> the market that I bring to MMA, uh, no one else can bring bring the market to MMA. I'm a coder. You know, I'm a software developer. And it's like, if, <laughs> if anybody was smart, they'd be like, yo, you know, with all the money and technology and how the world is today, you know, I, bring a, I can bring an entire different, entirely different market you know, into the MMA scene. Um, and so that's, you know, I, I focus on my branding and, and I use my marketing degree to, to kind of promote myself and, and push myself and, and push my sponsors. Well, 
your next fight, your next challenge, Bellator 221, James Bennett, another prospect in the division. Do you sit down and study your opponents a bit yourself, or do you let the coaches do all that? So uh, my coaches study study film. Uh, I'm not a big film guy, uh, but I, I've, I've watched his fights. I always watch at least uh, one or two fights, and um, I watched his uh, last fight at uh, Outdoor War or something like that. And um, pretty much I think that, you know, he has some, I think he has some boxing. Uh, I'm not sure about, about kickboxing uh he throws that right hand pretty straight it's pretty accurate it's got some pop on it i do know that um i also can tell that he's been taught to that his wrestling slash grappling was from an mma background he didn't wrestle you know in high school or collegiately at a high level like i did uh and i can tell that with some of his body positioning um if you watch the fight you know he got lat dropped off the cage and you know, if you if you're a high level wrestler, you're not getting lat drop. No one's gonna lateral drop you, and and uh, especially the way that that happened. Um, you know, I also see that he, he has some grappling. He he knows how to grapple. Uh, he looks like he has some heavy uh, pressure on top. Um, you know, I think that he has maybe if it, if it's on a scale of ten, you know, uh, his cage awareness is probably a six. Uh, when it, when he's on the ground, um, I see the way that he puts pressure on people and how he holds the pressure. Uh, I just don't agree with his methods and like uh, his body positioning when he's pressuring. At times, uh, when it comes to aspects like using the cage, um, so I think that he knows how to fight. Um, I just think that I I know a little bit more as far as tactics and overall MMA goes. And I think that's going to play a big part in this fight. You mentioned the Black Zillions earlier, but that team does not exist anymore. They kind of do no. at Hard Knocks 365. But, Correct. you know, with that team being no longer around, where are you uh, having your training camps now? I train in Cleveland. Uh, I started my own gym, uh, me and a couple of good friends of mine. And uh, it's only a fighter's gym. Like, I don't have any, like, regular classes or teaching or anything like that. And um, I do pretty much my my schedule is like I have a jiu-jitsu coach uh, that I go to, Shannon White. Um, so he's uh, he's my jiu-jitsu coach. I have a striking coach, the same striking coach as Steve Amiochik, uh, Steve Trasic. Uh, he's been my striking coach since I can remember before I even went to the Black Zillions when I had my first two amateur fights. And then, uh, you know, I do wrestling with it's Ohio. <laughs> You know, it's Ohio. It's Northeast Ohio. So uh, I use all all of my friends that I've wrestled with growing up, uh, college guys from Notre Dame, Mount Union, OU, Ohio State, you name it, we got good wrestling. So I bring those guys in. And then I dedicate three days to MMA. You know, I do my my MMA work that uh, all of my drills that I learned from Neil Melanson, um, I do, I do all of those drills uh, on a regular basis to make sure that, hey, my MMA is sharp, my tactics are sharp. And um, for, for bodies, I have uh, three solid guys, three or four guys uh, that are there every day to drill, et cetera, et cetera. Some of them use their own different striking coaches. And, uh, but they come and they learn from me for tactics and 
and MMA and, and blending everything together. So um, it's kind of a, a meshing pot, but, you know, I have my own spot and uh, I just let fighters come and go. Uh, different boxers, different BJJ guys also, they come in and they get some work and, you know, I don't charge them anything. It's just like, you know, when everybody has a fight, you kind of just show up for Mostly me, but, uh, you, you know, you show up. You show up for the people that show up for you and to, and to help you. So uh, it's one of those things where it's like fighter rent, a fighter run place. Um, and, you know, everybody just kind of looks out for everybody. You have a solid wrestling background, but striking seems to be coming easy for you. Do you enjoy that side more now than the grappling aspect of fighting? I think that, you know what, I'm starting to fall... I, I love to strike. I really do. Uh, just because I love, uh, I love to see the progress. Uh, but I've been focusing on my jujitsu lately. And uh, for me, it was like, I don't want to go for a choke and not get it. Uh, so I've got, you know, my core six or seven. I've got my core six or seven chokes uh that i like to go to and for me it was perfecting those chokes uh so i'm starting to actually fall in love a little bit more with submissions now that uh <laughs> now that i'm getting to the point that hey if i if i grab your neck or if i grab your leg and i go for this leg lock or if i go for this choke nine times out of ten i'm going to get it and so uh i think that it's starting to come back around full circle of me loving to grapple but uh, there's nothing. There's nothing like putting the beaters on somebody. You know, you, you stand up and you hit them. You're like, oh, that's kind of fun. So uh, I do. I love both. I think I just love MMA. You know, I love putting it all together. That's that's the big puzzle. Uh, I think that if you fall in love with one art, you know, it, it's a dangerous thing. It's that's a dangerous way to go, especially when everybody's uh, starting to become really pretty decently well rounded. You know, you can't have any holes in your game. So. I think I, I fall in love. I'm in love with the process of being a complete martial artist more than anything else. Well, I think it's perfect timing because Bellator, they're going to throw the multi-million dollar 16-man featherweight tournament. Have, has the promotion talked to you about this massive opportunity? Uh, you know, funny thing. I went to two high schools. I went to Cleveland Heights High School um, and then I went to Brush High School. Uh, Mike Hogan also went to both of those high schools. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think I'll be in the tournament. I think I'll be in the tournament. Um, it's, it's one of those things where how can you not, how can you not put me in there? You know, every single person that they've given me, except for Lencioni, I've stopped. And even Lencioni was a dominant performance. Uh, there were some holes, some holes there that I, that I saw in that fight, but Every single guy that I've, I've, I've fought, I've went out there and um, showed that I'm progressing as a martial artist each fight. And uh, my fan base is growing. So, you know, you can't have a featherweight tournament in Bellator without the guy that throws the flying knee and gets on ESPN in his pro debut. You know, that's just, you know, that's bad. That's, uh, <laughs> that's bad promotion if you do. So I, I think they're going to put me in that tournament. I think we'll get in there. You've been calling out Aaron Pico for a long time now. Would he be the perfect matchup in the first round? If he wants it, he can get it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of stopped chasing that that uh, fight because it's, it was like, 
you know, it, it got me into Bellator. It got me into Bellator for sure. And, uh, you know, I think that I think that Pico is going to be a great fighter. I, I do. Uh, but I think Pico isn't really a fighter. I think that, you know, he's a martial artist, but I don't think he's a fighter. You know, I don't think that guy's ever been into a bar and he's ever fought anybody inside of a bar. You know, I don't think he's ever been backed up into a corner on the street and had to fight his way out of a black alley. Like, no. So uh, when they were hyping him up as this this next big thing, I'm like, hey, you know, he, he might have some skills from, you know, fighting, but from, you know, uh, how do I say that, uh, organized fighting. But as far as like being a fighter where you had to fight through life, I just I, I didn't see it. And I was like, you know, I'm here taking these taking these lumpings from all these the best guys in the world. And I'm coming back every single day. And I'm you know, I'm 10 toes down swinging away. And so uh, to see that, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to call this guy. out. I'm going to fight this guy and, and I'm going to take him out. And that's and I. You know, that was in the back of my mind on my pro debut. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this guy out and then he's next. And um, But it's, you know, we see how, we see how it worked out. Uh, that's, that's one of those, uh, one of those things, again, where I say that, you know, it's one thing to be a fighter, but you got to be a fighter and a martial artist. Uh, and it's a thinking man's game. And you know, I don't think it's fight IQ. I think he has a high boxing IQ. Boxing and MMA are two different things. And that's why I said I'm falling in love with being an MMA fighter, not a striker, not a wrestler, not a jiu-jitsu practitioner, you know. Another possibility is you could face the featherweight champ, Patricio Pitbull, in the first round. How crazy would that be to win the belt in your first fight in a tournament? Let's do it. Say no more. That should be the headline of this interview. Claxton wants Pitbull first round of the featherweight tournament. You know, uh, I think that my wrestling, I think that my wrestling would overwhelm him. I think that uh, he's an emotional fighter. Um, and I think that the way that I fight, when you fight against me and you fight with emotions, it's never a good thing. Uh, because then I'll just start to pick you apart. Um but I'm also, I'm also, like I said, you know, I grew up my entire life fighting. You know, the first, I'll tell you something. The first fight I ever lost, I was in the fifth grade. My brother was in the sixth grade. And at this time, we didn't live in the best neighborhood. It was a horrible neighborhood. Um, and I remember going, walking home from school. It was me and my brother running home from school. And because uh, some guys wanted to fight him. But these were older guys. These were like. They were at high school, I mean, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, and we're in the fifth and the sixth grade. And uh, that was the first fight that I – I never count fights that wasn't a one-on-one -on -one fight as a loss. But that was the first fight that I ever lost, and I just remember, like, I got hit a couple of times, hit the ground, and then I got a couple of my teeth knocked out, a couple of my back teeth knocked out from being stumped. And uh, – and I got up and I kept fighting like we kept fighting and it was just a part of our lives and it's just how we grew up. And, you know, I think that I've been able to use that uh, along with the education that, you know, I've had from the sport of wrestling to become one of the one of the best fighters, you know, in the world. And 
you know, I am saying that I am one of the best fighters in the world. It might sound arrogant, it might sound cocky, but until somebody proves me otherwise, you know, proves otherwise, then, you know, I strongly believe that. Uh, so guys like, like Pitbull, you know, yeah, he's a tough guy, you know, but at the same time, like, I've been fighting guys tough like that my entire life. I've been in, you know, drastic situations my entire life, so it's, I, I take them first round, and and let's see who's the bigger and baddest person on earth. You know, that that's how I take that fight. It wouldn't be, uh, you know, I think a lot of guys would complain. They'd be like, I got to get the champ the first round, you know, this, this, this. Hey, man, money's right. I'm in there, you know, let's do it. Let's throw down mano y mano. You know, at the end of the day, there's a referee and there's a cage. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, getting beat unconscious and why you're unconscious, you're still getting beat. You know, this is this is a sport, man. This is this is fun, and uh, I w- I would approach that fight uh, with the most enthusiasm, and, and and I'd be I'd have a great time, you know, while I was in there doing it. I love to test myself like that, you know. Well, before you get into all of that, you're going to face James Bennett. When you lay your head down at night and visualize that fight, how do you see it going down? I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop him in the first or second round. Uh, I think it all depends on how he approaches the fight. Um, you know, if he's at Rockwell MMA, so, uh, you know, he's got some, some solid guys around him. And so if they were smart, they would, they would tell him that, you know, let's not grapple. Let's not get in this, in this, uh, inside of that, that grappling, boxing, grappling distance. But um, if he's not, then, you know, it's going to be a, a quick night, a quick takedown and, and some quick ground and pound and the fight's going to be over. But uh, I'm going in there looking to finish him. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go point him up or, you know, I'm not looking to grab him and hold him. Uh, let's fight. You know, that, that's my mindset going into this fight. I'm going to show. I'm going to show him and I'm going to show everybody else that I am on a different level uh, and that, that it, I'm going to be in that tournament and that I'm somebody to look out for and I'll be the dark horse of it for sure. Man, Taiwan, thank you for your time and uh, good luck to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you.